rock. It's time for Song of Week, the podcast that brings you a new Don't Stop or We'll Die Song a Week. I'm Paul Rust. Who's this guy? It's me, Michael Cassidy. Hey. We're Don't Stop or We'll Die. Guys, I hope that you are ready. If you're in your car, you already have your seatbelt fastened. Yes. But if you're at home, I recommend you look for some kind of safety device couch belt buckle up is what i'm trying to say we yeah. got a brand new song for you here in a little while first we're gonna we're gonna talk about a few things um, yeah a thing we, or two we we uh we often like to take a voicemail answer mm-hmm. a question a listener question and you know if you have a question you want to have answered live on the air you can call the hotline paul We might play your voicemail just like we're going to play this one. Hello, Paul and Michael. This is Caleb Bryant of Yellow Springs, Ohio. I have a question for you. Uh, I am a songwriter myself, and as a songwriter, I'm always curious, especially with the people that I love and admire like I do you guys. Uh, what is your songwriting origins? Uh, when did you decide that you wanted to write songs and who were the artists and bands and all that that um, made you want to do it. Uh, Please be sincere. No jokes, guys. Come on. Uh, that's fair. That's um. That's fair to keep us. You know, we need parameters like that. Yeah. No and jokes. I think Caleb no understands that. You know, we. You know, we gotta. We gotta. He's trying to keep us in our lane. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Caleb, thank you so much for the great question and uh, best wishes to you with your songwriting. It's fun, huh? Yeah. And it, what's so up much to uh, Yellow Springs, Ohio? That's pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds like a cool town. Midwestern songwriter. That's the that's the jackpot, baby. Now, Mike, uh, what about his question here? Uh, well, what... songwriting. Yeah, what? What? Well, it's kind of a, a tiered question, right? We want to talk about what made us realize that we wanted to write songs. Yeah, Mike. So, what about for you? Uh, now, when you say tiered, I hope you mean T I E R, not T E A R. Well, one kind of tear often leads to the other. <laughs> the tears of a wedding cake lead to tears of joy. Uh, the tears of our Patreon lead to tears of um, just, I don't know, being satisfaction. Yeah, becoming whole, finally <laughs> feeling like a whole human being. And the tears of an auditorium mm-hmm. brings you. Tears of encore, encore, encore. <laughs> everybody just crying, crying, wanting yeah. their encores. Hey, guys, do you hear them crying for us? We got to play another one. <laughs> now, this might not necessarily answer the question but right now, but it did remind me of my big first auditorium experience. So this probably feeds into something that made me want to write music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went and saw the Smashing Pumpkins and Fountains wow. of Wayne opened uh, for them. Uh-huh. And my s- oldest sister, Amy, was so cool because <laughs> when I told her about the concert, she played dumb about the encore of it all. Like, I was like, Amy, that's they walked off the stage and we cheered and uh, chanted for an encore. 
They came out and played a song. Then they left. We chanted again. They came back out. And she was like, oh my, that's so cool. <laughs> you were like, we are we are the most powerful audience in <laughs> rock and roll history. Can you believe that we just conjured this by our sheer will? Never in the history of show business has a performer ever come back out on <laughs> well, stage. Well, that's very charming. And we have, we have talked about how cool your sisters were on the podcast before. Like, you'd get to go on cool trips. You both get to my fly. Sisters. Both my sisters. Go on oh. airplanes as a kid and go to, like, a big, like, go to Chicago and have fun. Mike, That's insane, man. I agree, but this ain't the sister pod. What about you, my friend? <laughs> yeah, we have we have a sister pod that's called <laughs> Sister Pod. Uh, now, auditoriums are a big part of it. I, I mean, uh, going all the way back in full sincerity, my musical background, I'm a, I'm a band director's kid, a BDK. <laughs> we, uh, I was constantly going to see performances of my parents and stuff, you know, kind of choral society, symphony, that kind of thing. And also, uh, my dad was in rock and roll bands, so I would go and see them nice. play too. And Mike, you probably part. were hearing your dad play music when you were in your mommy's tummy. I bet that's true. Sorry, I said mommy's tummy. No, no, mommy's <laughs> tummy was a very cozy spot for me, and I don't mind talking about it. Every, but, everybody has a mommy's tummy. But since you were a, a little kid, you were surrounded by live music and yeah, I, music. I, uh, and wanting to write songs, I think probably came from you know I learned a lot of piano music, and then that led to me listening to piano bands, Queen, mm -hmm. uh, the mm -hmm. old BFF. Ben the Folds old, Five. The old, uh, and you know, and then you start sitting at a piano and pretty soon you're writing songs because I'm just dinking around on the piano and one thing, one chord leads to another, Paul. Pretty <laughs> yes, soon. As they say. Yeah, that's, you know, for those of you not in the music industry, one chord leads to another, yeah. <laughs> so uh, what was your first group of people you were playing with? Mm. And a, a, a side tier sub to your question what do you remember one of the first songs you wrote if you can remember that well mine will be like the the band dork version of this which i'm not i'm not in any way ashamed of uh no and the the jazz bands at my school became the place where i would get to play the music that was closest to what i liked nice so we started our own uh jazz band outside of the school band <laughs> with our friends and some of the some of the college students at the college of my town and um wait you were a high school student playing with high uh, college kids that's true well cool. it was there was a community college in my town and it was and i ended up taking a bunch of music classes there the teacher my daddy what that was daddy's tummy uh, and so we, you'll maybe like what we called it. We called it the Big Top Jazz Orchestra. Perfect, perfect name. <laughs> and I promise you, uh, we just released a bonus episode about the Electric Light Orchestra. And I 100% promise you, this was when I got that tape. It was the same summer. And I bet... I put orchestra in there because ELO's band name was uh, so awesome. You were like, I'm listening to ELO. I want to <laughs> be in the BTJO. Because well, honestly, that's the kind of music that I didn't know yet that I wanted to make, or I yeah. didn't know how to make it, but yeah. I knew how to get a jazz band together. So I did that. <laughs> and then like, yeah, this probably is much different than 
your songwriting experience, though, and I'll let you describe it, of course, but you came from much more of a rock band uh, oh, uh, yeah. like uh, origin. Like your songwriting was was rock music. I was trying to write jazz standards and, you know, doing vocal <laughs> arrangements of Besame Mucho. That was the first vocal arrangement I ever What wrote. was it called? Besame Mucho. Besa- How did it... Besame, Besame Mucho. Como Besame, Besame Mucho. Como si fiera esta noche la noche me ves. I had to look at the lyrics because uh, I would never remember the Spanish lyrics. Would you believe it wasn't until you looked at the lyrics that I thought this was a song you wrote in high school? <laughs> I was like, what? No, this was just a vocal arrangement that I did. But if you that go back be... and listen to my response, you'll see how much I was like trying to process that Mike is like a 16-year-old is sitting down to pen this. Who I sit down with my flamenco guitar that I've never played before, but suddenly I'm masterful at. <laughs> um, anyway, so I was writing good. that kind of ilk. What what was the beginning of you wanting or knowing that you wanted to write songs and how, mm. how did you write them? Yeah. Well, Mike, that's right, Mike. When you were uh, heading to jazz quartet, I was wearing a leather jacket on a motorcycle. <laughs> no, I that's was. That's why we're the perfect odd musical odd couple. <laughs> I was <just> dorkier <laughs> than you, my man. Uh, yes, uh, I was in high school bands. One of them was called Suzanne. Uh, yes. Named after the Weezer song, <laughs> and the A looked like the W. Uh, um, the a Weezer. looked like the W. The oh, A the and logo, the Suzanne yeah. le- had the wings of the W Weezer. <laughs> uh, oh, in a band with great friends who I, I still love. Um, we were also in a band called Wuss, a band called That's good. The Subordinates. A lot of self- Subordinates I've heard. I have the Subordinates CD. That was a yeah, that was a college band. So lots of fun garage bands, but I would say Oh, you know, when I first heard Nirvana. Yeah, I think that's right. Kurt Cobain and the Nirvanas. Uh, (laughs) It sounded really like real fun music to play. And you get to scream real loud and make noise. So that's that's where that started. Mike, we should have jammed together. If we were playing Kurt Cobain and the Nirvanas in like kind of a, a mashup, with, uh, in a in a in a in an old standard. Oh, in a in the style of Besame Mucho. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Can we do this one? Oh, that's good. Yeah, of course. Um. good man uh i mean i think i like nirvana's a little bit more than ours but i'm always i'm always doubting it i'm always second guessing it so 
Oh, Your no. right, ours is better. Yep, yep. And I think uh, <laughs> if all the members of Nirvana were here, mm-hmm. they would agree. Yeah, it's just that Grohl. Was the tops. We invited everybody, but Grohl's the only one that should. <laughs> He's got his hand caught in the in the goldfish carton in the in, in my kitchen right now. I can hear him. Dave He's Grohl to shake loves it off goldfish. Hey, Mike. Dave Grohldfish. Dave Grohldish. Hey, Mike. This is perfect. Goldfish oh should release Dave Grohldfish. Dave Grohldfish. That reminds me of. Not at all the song we're going to play after this break. How about that? It's completely disparate tonally. Yep. And that's fine, okay? Because (laughs) Dave Grohldfish, I bet there's a listener out there who has, maybe that's been the name of a pet fish, do you think? Dave Grohldfish? I hope. It's up for grabs. I if hope. you have used it, uh, I hope. I oh, Paul, no, 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 no. Uh, I knew Make that. Make it I, so. I Make knew it that it would so. upset you to be. I shouldn't have gotten your hopes up. Look, we're going to. Uh, let me just calm Paul down. We'll be back in just a second. Hey, we just want to take a second here to tell you about an awesome podcast called The Sloppy Boys from our pals Jeff Dutton, Tim Kalpakis, and Mike Hanford, who are also in a kick-ass party rock band called, uh, oh yeah, The Sloppy Boys. Oh, The Sloppy Boys. We love these guys. What can They're we the say? Best. We love these guys. Yeah. What's their show about, though? Um, well, we're here to tell you it's a podcast about cocktails. What? That's right. A deep dive on cocktails. Okay, so yeah, each week, these knuckleheads drink and discuss a cocktail recognized by the International Bartenders Association, Mike. So that mm-hmm. means we're talking a tequila sunrise, a white okay. Russian, oh, mm-hmm. maybe a, po- a cosmopolitan, maybe a, a mint julep. Well, I'll say that's a four out of four. I love them all. Uh, actually, I don't love Cosmopolitans, but we're not here advertising Cosmopolitans. We're here to urge you to check out the Sloppy Boys podcast. You can also check out their Patreon. They have patrons. They call them Patrons because they're quite clever little boys. Uh, and they these guys get access to the Sloppy Boys blowout. That's a, a weekly bonus episode. Woo! And on that bonus episode, the guys will talk about music, movies, TV shows, or you know what? To be honest, anything Anything they damn well please. please. And hey, (laughs) you don't have to be a drinker to enjoy. They're just having fun and you'll have a blast listening to. Yeah. So check it out for a funny, boozy, wild time. The Sloppy Boys podcast is on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Oh, you gotta listen to these funny, funny dudes! <laughs> okay, I'm relaxed now. Yeah, we got Paul um, a cold towel to mm. to wrap around his neck and some uh, Nutella. Yeah, I got I got a Nutella and I put it on a long kind of tongue depressor and I coated the in, <laughs> coated the inside of his mouth with it and that's that usually does the trick. And now we're ready to debut our new song of the week, Michael. Here we are. It's a brand new Don't Stop or We'll Die song. Let us celebrate the greatest club in the galaxy. Get on the dance floor and crank it up. It's time for the, the Stratosphere. Thank you. 
<laughs> okay, well, if you liked the sound of the song, The Stratosphere, you can send them the pod. Obviously, you're listening to the podcast right now. You know how to send a podcast. But if you want the MP3, you can go over to patreon.com slash don't stop or will die. You can also get bonus episodes over there, like the aforementioned ELO bonus episode where Paul and I covered a few Electric Light Ooh, Orchestra songs. Very fun. Um, and... You also can get your names sung onto the episode. That's right. That'll That's be coming right. up here in a minute. That's right, Michael. So stick around because new subscribers' songs, new subscribers' names will be sung. <laughs> How about a little credit where credit's due? Sure. Maybe. Mm, so this song, The Stratosphere, was written and sung by Michael Cassidy and Paul Rust. Piano and synth by Michael Cassidy. Drums by Tony Thaxton. Guitar and bass by Amin Zarukian. Oh, hey, when you heard that song, did you go, hmm, I want to draw some art. Maybe make a little uh, uh, album cover artwork for that. Well, you can. Send it to songaweekart at gmail.com. Yeah. Some one-by-one square art. And Mike... What happens after that? Some magic, well, right? Well, you know, we uh, we take all the images that we get by 9 a.m. PST, the Monday after the episode, and then the Patreon votes on a winner. The Patreon gets to vote. Lots of fun stuff going on over there. Oh, my God, I love that. That's the best. So it, this leads us to one last point uh, of business, my dear man. It's time for the singing of the names. Thank you. Don't stop or we'll die. See you next song a week. Song a Week is produced by Tony Thaxton. All songs produced by Amin Zarukian. You can find more Song a Week at patreon.com slash don't stop or will die. Order shirts, posters, podcast mugs, enamel pins, and other band merch at don't stop or will die.com. To have your question answered on the air, leave a voicemail for us at 323-538-4269.